Hey, welcome along to our special story podcast. It's awesome to have you along. I'm Amberly, and I'm here with my husband, Josh. Hey guys, great to have you along. We are here in our home in Tauranga, New Zealand, and we're stoked to have you joining us. Uh, so we just wanted to give you a brief overview of our story. Many of you uh, would not have any clue who we are. And so we want to invite you into our story and, and kick, kick off this podcast right there. And so our story really began um, nine years ago with our son, Elijah. Uh, Ams and I have been married now for what, uh, 12 years? Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know better than you. 12 years. And uh, nine years ago, we had our firstborn child, Elijah, and uh, he was born with special needs. He was born with a thing called CHARGE syndrome. And uh, for those of you who haven't heard of CHARGE syndrome, like us at the time, basically it's an acronym for a whole list of different things. And uh, it, the list with Elijah was so long, a lot of the times we just totally forget yeah. what it was all stood for. But uh, basically for him, he's got a whole bunch of different challenges being things like deafness, uh, he has a trachea in, so he's got no voice. Um, he's swallowing issues. Yeah, swallowing issues, eating facial, issues, facial paralysis. That's right. Um, and uh, the mental age of Elijah and, and things like that is is totally uh, up to him to show us where he's at. No one really knows. We'll go more into the details of Charge syndrome and of uh, Elijah's condition and, and what that looks like in another episode. But for now. Needless to say, we are special needs parents and have been for the last nine years. And it's a really, really tough and challenging journey that we kind of wanted to uh, invite people in on and we wanted to help others going through the same sort of thing and help people who are connected to a special needs family in some way, shape or form um, with the keys and tips that we've learned along our story. about the goal of this podcast, how all of this came about to be? Yeah, so um, I remember we were hanging out with some friends uh, last year, earlier last year, yeah. and close friends of ours, and they started asking us questions. We had a few of our friends uh, do the same thing. They, they all didn't know they were doing this at the same time, but they started asking us questions about um, Elijah and his special needs and about how they could connect to him. And they were questions that we totally thought they would have known the answer to. Yeah. So. Like, not, um, you know, they, they weren't big, deep, thoughtful questions in our mind. They were just givens. Total, um, they, we thought they were just total obvious kind of questions. Mm. And so they were asking us these questions and we started to realise, man, even those closest to us have absolutely no idea how to connect to our son and how to connect to our family in certain areas. And so that's when you and I started chatting about how could, if this is this way for us, we know it's the same for a whole bunch of other special needs families. Yeah. So how can we make a difference? How can we change that? And we started dreaming about different ways and basically here we are with this podcast. So we have this podcast now where the goal is basically just to kind of shine a light on our family and to give us a place where we can share the keys as a family that we've picked up and the keys that we can, uh, we can help others with on how to connect with special needs families and with special needs kids. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully just by hearing our journey and seeing the real raw 
inside of how we live yeah that that will be enough to even just yeah show a bit of yeah bit of insight for people yep. which is awesome. for those of you who know our family and uh those of you who don't you, you know there's there's plenty of weirdness that goes <laughs> on there's plenty of we're a little bit quirky yeah there's plenty <laughs> of um there's plenty of, you know, there's all the, always the tough stuff, there's the, there's the successes, there's the tough stuff, there's all that, but there's also plenty of laughs and plenty of weirdness yeah. that we're going to definitely bring everyone in on um, <laughs> and share those stories. Um, but, yeah, the real goal with this is um, to give people an inside look into a special needs family so that they have a better understanding of what it looks like, how it operates, and perhaps a little more confidence to connect to special needs kids and special needs families that are around them. Yeah. Uh, but one of our other key goals is this whole deal of um, the marriage problem with special needs. Do you want yeah. to talk about that? Yeah. So uh, this is something pretty close to Josh and I's heart. We, um, yeah, we had such a rough time at the beginning with our marriage. Probably yeah. the first must have been five four years five years or something yeah at least four yeah and yeah. um <clears throat> yeah it was really rough eh, babe wasn't our best time um yeah we loved each other but we kind of hated each other at the same time <laughs> um just yeah just journeying through such a painful situation with such different ways of dealing with it and um just yeah. the pressure of the special need uh, the high health needs and then the pressure of finances and the pressure of feeling lonely and no support and um, or small amounts of support. And, um, yeah, we it wasn't until we went started going to marriage counselling when we decided we wanted to work on it that um, we heard that there were, like, I think our marriage counsellor actually told us that 9 in 10 marriages with a firstborn special needs end up splitting up. And I've also read on... Yeah. Uh, like statistics stuff that 80, 90% of marriages end in divorce with a special needs child. So it's crazy. Yeah, it's just it's crazy unreal. how hard it is on your marriage. Yeah. So, you know, we've been through a lot in our marriage and I feel and like. And we discovered there's not actually a lot out there to no, help. No, there's in, not. For that ni- the 90% of marriages that end in divorce. Yeah because of special needs kids and their family, yeah. there's nothing out there to help them, really. Yeah. Like, we've, we've had a pretty good look because we needed something. Yeah. And we couldn't find anything, could we? No. So, yeah. Yeah, so we're excited to, I don't know, just share a bit about how we've kind of come through what we've been through in our journey with our marriage. And I feel mm. like we've got a pretty pretty awesome marriage now, anyway, babe. I think so, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... I think, yeah, we, we really, really want to be able to just share and connect with people in that, that space of where it's hard for them right that's, now in their marriages. And That's right. Yeah, we're excited to... And one of, our, one of our goals with that, with the marriages, but also with the family dynamic of a special needs family, is that we would see special needs families thrive and not just survive. Yeah. Because it's so easy to get into survival mode. Yeah. Uh, we lived there for many a year, yeah. just surviving. Your heads down. You're doing the thing. You, you're trudging along, and um, and you never think that you can truly thrive again. You just settle for surviving. Yeah. But we feel like we've picked up a whole bunch of keys, and and we've conquered that where we can actually thrive. We enjoy life now. We don't just endure life. Yeah. And um, 
and we love it, eh? So yeah, it's good. It is good. I think it's good. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the things we want to do with this podcast is chat about the the challenges, the different challenges that special needs families face. So we wanted to kick that off this week with, uh, we're just going to talk about perhaps one of the main ones that sort of slams special needs families early on in the piece is this whole thing of isolation. Mm. Isolation sucks and it hits you like a ton of bricks and it kind of almost blindsides you and comes out of nowhere, eh? Yeah. And so, um, well, yeah, we, we just want to kind of um, address that and perhaps talk about some ways that, um, that like the whys of why special needs families feel isolated, but then also some ways of um, how we can minimize the isolation. And those of you who aren't in special needs families, uh, but know someone with special needs or a family with special needs, then uh, how you can work to minimize that isolation, that feeling of isolation in a healthy way. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we got plenty of stories around this early yeah. on. Do you want to share a, something yeah. that's on your mind? Yeah, actually I do have something on my mind, but, um, I think partly too, you're kind of forced into isolation because I just yeah, remember a, being stuck with Elijah, like for two years we were stuck with him yeah. vomiting like after every single feed and you could not leave his sight because of the trackie and it would go right. go down the trackie and, and then the continuous suctioning through the night and all that stuff that you just, you're like a walking zombie for like yeah. a couple of years. And um, I just remember, I have this memory and I, I don't know why, but I remember like saying to my mum, like being real upset because all I wanted was to just go to the beach with my kid and mm. like all our friends, are, you know, after church on a Sunday, it would be a real nice day and they'd be headed off to the beach. Yeah. And I just used to feel so gutted. Like I was, <laughs> I didn't want them to stop going to the beach, but I was just gutted that I couldn't go and yeah. I remember feeling so alone and so yeah. isolated and yeah. just. And you feel trapped, don't you? Yeah, you do. You, you feel trapped feel in isolation. Yeah, That's the scary part. You do. Yeah. yeah. So just, yeah, and just all those things that people would do that you no longer, I mean, that comes with having a child, you know, where it does change a bit anyway, but it is way more intense with special needs kids because there's just so much more now that yeah. you can't do. And yeah. that, um, yeah, yeah well, I mean, we, can, we had to sit by his side for two hours after every single feed. Yeah. And he had three feeds a day plus other medical needs that we needed to watch him with. And yeah. so. Like that takes out six hours of your day that you just can't yeah. do anything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it's tough. I think one of the scariest things that I've found with being a special needs family is anything new. Yeah, true. The new scares the crap out of, uh, out of us early yeah. on, you know, especially early on. And so one thing that kept us in isolation was the fear of the new fear of trying something new, fear of trying something different, because yeah. you just have to get stuff done every single day. Yeah. You just have to get through the day, and that's your goal each day, is just yeah. to make it to the end of the day. Yeah. And so... And make sure your child's alive yeah. at the end of the day. <laughs> this kid is alive, yeah. and we make it to yeah. the end of the day, then we've succeeded. Yes. But um, we noticed a big change in our feeling of isolation when we started trying the new, yeah. eh? when we stepped in, and it's like super hard. Yeah. Elijah's condition didn't change at all. Yeah. He's still vomit after every feed. Yeah. He's still, 
um, required 24-7 medical care. He still couldn't do a whole bunch of things, but yeah. we're like, stuff it, what can we do? Yeah. Stop focusing on what we can't, can't do. do exactly. And just go, okay, what can yeah. we do? And it might only be two things. Yeah. Well, let's do that. Yeah. Let's and I, did, I remember catching myself making like a million excuses and yeah. being so miserable because yeah. I wanted to go do stuff. And then all of a sudden one day I realized, oh my gosh, you're just, what are you doing? You're making all these excuses. Just go and flip and try it. Yeah. And like, you know, I remember when it was freaky to even go to the park with the yeah. four kids on my own. And then I just started doing it. And I was like, oh, it's not as bad as what my head made it out to be. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. a reality that some things are super hard. But yeah, I mean, it's always, that's the thing. It's always hard. Yeah. But you can still have fun yeah. when it's hard. And, and don't stop yourself from yeah. trying the new, like yeah. you're saying. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So try the new. Um, and for those of you who aren't in a special needs family, um, one of the biggest frustrations we found, <clears throat> I want to talk about that, is one of the biggest frustrations we found is that people would always feel this need to try and relate. Yeah. And to be honest, like it's not a situation anyone can relate to, even from special needs family to special needs family. Like, yeah, it all differs. We, yeah, we purposely don't try and relate to other special needs families in a way where we're like, hey, we totally understand what you're going through, yada, yada, yada. Because every kid is totally different. Yeah. Every situation is totally different. Um, and we just we just are aware of that now. And we're kind of like, we're not going to feel any pressure to relate. And it's actually frustrating when people do. So we don't try, we, like, don't, uh, we just want to kind of communicate, look, don't feel any pressure to try and relate yeah. to special needs families. Just like communicate look i totally can't relate to this yeah i don't know but hey you know i'm here to just be here with you guys yeah that's all it takes right that's all we were longing for yeah is hey i you know if someone just came to us and said guys i totally can't understand what you're going through right now and i'm not even going to assume to to know how hard this is yeah. but um i'm here yeah i just want to hang out yeah i mean that is perfect yeah. That's that's one of the best things you could do as a friend of someone who's got a special needs kid or, you know, yeah. a special needs couple or something like that. Yeah, that's good. So I guess my point is that um, we've, we felt pretty isolated because people, we found a lot of our friends couldn't relate to us. So they, they either made no effort yeah. to hang out or because it was just too overwhelming for them, which we totally understand. Yeah. Or <clears throat> when they did hang out, they tried to fix the problem. They felt this pressure to try and relate and try and fix the problem and try and come with some sort of advice on how you can make it better or whatever. Yeah. And it's just I mean, <laughs> like rubbing salt in the wound. It just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just doesn't work. And so we just kind of want to remove that pressure, like to end isolation, just be present. Yeah. Just show up, just be there and just learn, just observe, just hang out. Yeah. Just be a student of the situation. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And yeah. 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 Just be present. That changes everything. Yeah. Your presence in the room will change everything. Yeah. So one of the things we want to do is include a funny story each podcast. So mm. I have a million of those up my sleeve. <laughs> and I was like wrecking my brain before. I was like, what is like, 
one of the funniest ones. I know we have like a million poo stories. Yeah, we've got way too many. Way poo too many. <laughs> yeah. We could write a book. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll write a book. Yeah. Called Code Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Code Brown 101 Poo Stories. Yes. To make your day a little brighter. That's I don't gonna know. make us millions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but there is this one story. And mm-hmm. I am a little bit nervous to tell it because <laughs> it does involve my husband and his weirdness. What did I do? <laughs> which one? <laughs> not, uh, which, not which husband, which, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which situation. <laughs> well, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. So Elijah, oh gosh, I can't even remember how old he was, but he was little. Oh no. He must have been like. I was in a bad place. <laughs> it was a dark time. He must have been like two. Mm-hmm. Or so we're in Tiaroha. Yeah, we were in the Boston Roadhouse. Okay. I can't remember. Anyway. Around that age. Mm. He's he's real small for his age. So he's nine, but he's like smaller than my seven-year-old and my three-year-old's almost as big as that. Yeah. So you can picture him as a two-year-old being <laughs> he's a very little. Guy. little. <laughs> yeah. So he was still could fit on the change table. Anyway, I think it was around the time that Josh, you just had like a vomiting bug. It was like Elijah and you like all night vomiting uh, everything. Yeah, that was nightmare. And then I think it was like coming out Elijah's other end the next yeah. few days. He, yes. He and so there were some messy poos. Yes. <laughs> but, okay, so I was breastfeeding rain at this stage. So I was on the couch and I was like, Josh, he's pooed, he's pooed, he's pooed. And I could smell it. And I knew when it smelled that bad <laughs> that it was going to be all up the back and it was just going to be crazy. Yeah, it was a number three. Yes. Explosion. Uh, so I yelled out to him, he was in the kitchen, and you came running in. Mm-hmm. And you were just like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what to do, what do I do, <laughs> yeah. what do I do? You know, any, any as dad, you do. Any yeah. dad does that, yes. Yeah. I don't Overwhelm. know where to start, I don't even know where to start, I believe. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm just sitting there going, oh, well, I can't move because I'm breastfeeding. <laughs> that was probably my greatest times was breastfeeding my other three girls. Because <laughs> sit on the couch and watch the chaos going on. Anyway, you picked them up, you put them on the change table. Oh, I know. And where he this had is a going. white t shirt yes, on. He did. And the poo was literally <laughs> it wasn't white all anymore. <laughs> to the back of his neck. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, it was literally had, up to the collar of his shirt. Yeah, it and was to this, it had paint like someone had got a paint roller. Exactly. And rolled his runny poo. That was disgusting. <laughs> all, all up his back. Oh my god. So his shirt was literally stuck. Yeah. To his back. It was. And honestly, to this day, I've never seen a poo like <laughs> no, that, that again. That was, like yeah, that, that was a record setter. The worst. Yeah. So he sticks it on, he's like all frazzled, and I'm just kind of like, well, <laughs> oh, I don't know, just take his clothes off, you know. And you know how you do the whole trick where you kind of twist the T-shirt up and yeah, around, and yep. then you kind of pull it over it's, the head to the poo camp. But yeah, it was way beyond technique. that kind of technique. Yes. Uh, no, you, there was no... There's no technique in the parenting book for this one. There isn't. No. So, Josh created one. Oh, yeah, I, I wrote a new technique. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little nervous to share this because it's a little bit weird and it, extreme. It involves a pretty big knife. It does. <laughs> so, Josh comes out with this big serrated knife. And I'm like, what are you doing with that? That's our biggest kitchen knife at the time. That's right. And he just starts cutting Elijah's t-shirt. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Are you doing this? Is so weird, 
<laughs> right now. No, we've got to we've got to unpack the genius of this for a okay, moment. Okay, let's do that then. So he, I, there was no way of pulling his t-shirt off. This is the logic in my mind. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let so me well, hear it. Welcome to my brain. Let me understand you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to peel back the curtain for a moment. He. There's no way of mm-hmm. <laughs> you're looking at me with that look. There was no way of getting this t-shirt off without poo getting all through his hair. Yeah, you're right. And giving Elijah, giving Elijah a haircut was always a bit of a challenge because he doesn't like them. He doesn't sit still for them, and the hair can go on his trackie. And yes, and washing his hair is like hard. Yeah. We probably do it once a year. So that. yeah, <laughs> so at the time. <laughs> We do take care of him though, I promise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're sounding pretty bad at the moment. But he, he, um, his hair was probably long and scraggly at that time. And so I couldn't pull the t-shirt up over his head in any way because he'd get poo in his hair and then it was all over and washing his hair was just an absolute mission when he was young. So that option was off the table. So I thought of a better option. Which <laughs> <laughs> involved a large which, serrated knife. Uh, yeah, which obviously <laughs> involved, you know, it's an obvious option, cut the shirt off. So, but not with scissors, guys, with a flipping <laughs> knife, serrated <laughs> flipping knife. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we had scissors or something. We, I don't know. We did. Okay, I don't know why. Of course, I would, we did. A knife was way better. <laughs> He's a boy, I'm a boy. We had a moment. And so, I lay him on his back and I began soaring. Cut the shirt. <laughs> it wasn't a super sharp knife. So. <laughs> Had to cut through the shirt all the way up, up the front where there was no poo because I didn't want to get poo on a kitchen knife. Yeah. So we cut the shirt up. I was real careful. No, <laughs> no special needs kids were harmed in the, the making of the story. <laughs> so we cut that shirt off and then um, peeled it off like you, would, like you would take one of the classic button shirts. As you take one of them off, I peeled it off. <laughs> took one arm out at a time and then literally peeled it off his back. <laughs> I think we just, obviously, we just threw that shirt out yeah. and burned it. <laughs> yeah. and, then, well. and then stood him outside and hosed him off. Pretty much. As we had to do it at least a few times a week back yeah. then. So that was, yeah. That, yeah, that, that is, kind of sets the tone for our funny story segment. Yeah, and be, that is definitely our craziest, most awesomest poo story oh, i don't know if it's our craziest i can think of a couple of one stories yeah it's definitely one of our more extreme ones okay well we've got to think on this and we've got to bring it yeah <laughs> there needs to be a voting system around the poo stories yeah maybe because we do have a few but i don't want this to all be code browns we can yeah. think of some other classic yeah. ones code so browns just just for you family though. friendly people out there who get a little squeamish yeah and you're listening to this at dinner time maybe yeah. trust us we will give you some warning yeah. <laughs> for tuning into our podcast it's been awesome and thanks heaps for supporting us we just so appreciate it and this has been such a big dream of ours for a really long time so we're so stoked to see it it unfold Uh, one of the things we want to do with this podcast is answer your questions so if you have any questions that you want to ask even with no matter what they are like we're all for answering the awkward yeah. Um, unaskable questions that you may have towards a special needs family or a special needs uh, person you know. If you've got those questions on your heart, uh, email us at hello at ourspecialstory.com. 
hello at ourspecialstory.com and get in touch that way. Um, look, we've loved uh, being here with you guys on this episode of the Our Special Story podcast. Um, check us out on Instagram and Facebook and we'd love for you to help us spread the word. We want to connect with as much of the special needs community as we can and serve them um, with this podcast and, and just help make a difference yeah. in the special needs community. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Awesome.